Hello, friends and fellow adventurers. Welcome to the Minmax Podcast. We want to thank you for joining us, and you do so as we continue Blood Lords. As always, we'd like to invite you to come join our Discord, where you can hang out with us and other listeners of the show. And if you'd like to throw a little financial support our way, you can check out our Patreon. And a shout-out to all of those that are Lich Level and above. Rock Jedi, Wolf, Blardimus Slump, Thunder Mammoth, The Trevor Project, Toss Chris, Fizzgig, AC Goldner, Eric R. Hope just going to sneak right past you there. Indie Link, Tawdry Monster, Mercutio, Angel Shadowheart, Cy Rendon, The Necromancer Forever, Doc Holliday, Jason Gay, Dickie Lopez, Bobson Dugnut, Rickety Rope Bridge, Alex K, Doma Elaka, Frank L, Just Mike Works, Ross D, Argoon's Long Lost Elbow, Fig Tear, Zach S, Jamie H, Mr. Turtle, Sleeve, Darren, Caleb W, Corey Pickle, Mr. Grimm, Fire Down, M54 Ewas, Jameson S, Eric R, plus 247 of Whacking, I'm Not a Robot, George F, Leo Hart, 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 Witch Hunter, Jeremy D, Matthew M, Scott E, Progeny of Kuchu Lane, Liz Giggles, and Calistria Specialty. Thank you all so much for your support. And now a recap of Session 18. We're in the brewery slash tavern and right in the middle of a giant combat. Arius is healing and tanking, Gerdrug is extremely roguey, we even have a bit of AoE now, and Gix proves he can make living creatures' heads explode. We face off against an alchemist ghoul, and he is a massive bitch to fight. Lucan goes down. There's a lot of running around and digging deep into the resources. We almost lose Gerdrug, but we eventually emerge victorious. That's about it, just a, a lot of combat. We pick up in the aftermath. All right, so we're just going back and resting for the night, right? Have we looted right? this place? Did we loot this place? I don't want I don't to. I want looted. to leave. Just treat wounds and what? We loot. can't leave. We just did all that work. Yeah, treat wounds and uh, let's loot. Fine. Remember what happened last time I tried to treat your wounds? I'm not letting you treat my. I'm treating my own wounds. I'm a fucking cleric. <laughs> Let the cleric do cleric things, David. I'll, I'll treat my own wounds then. All right, watch me critically fail now. I succeed. I failed. Uh, who's next? Everyone's hurt, right? So I'm just going to move on to Gerdrug. Does anybody have like continuous healing or ward medic yet? I can't remember. No. No, it's no. only level three. Uh, Gerdrug, I do succeed for you, and you get 15. Oh, I almost maxed 15. that out. Nice. Uh, actually, how far down are you? Uh, more, more, more than that. <laughs> You're pretty, yeah. You're. Pretty, I'm just gonna sit because I have to wait an hour to heal myself. Yeah, anyways. just do it for I'm an just hour. Like, Fuck it and just do it for the full hour. Take another fifteen. Yep. So yeah. Another 15. That's when you do it. Yeah, and I'll just do the full hour, assuming that we don't get interrupted. Tyler, you're doing a full hour. I'm doing the full hour. Yeah. It'd be an hour and ten minutes because I failed my first ten minutes on myself. After ten minutes, you're sitting at the stairs of the catwalk, and you hear a sound coming from one of the south doors. He- Hello. Hello, is is Kahi? Are you there? Uh, where is everybody? Hello. Sorry, we going to kill them. Uh, t- tell tell them to go away. What did Biscocky sound like? Um, actually, <clears throat> uh, actually, like you're one of the one of the cooks or something. Sam Spaghetti's gone. <laughs> <clears throat> They all went out to eat. They uh, did not want to eat my food here, those jerks. And so they have left. And it is just us, the people who keep the tavern looking like a tavern here. They're all gone for now, I say. Please. And please. And make, 
Give me a, a deception check. Deception check, check yes. 22. Uh, oh. Oh. Okay. Um, they said to stay in your room and don't come out. That's pretty easy to do. I'm in a cell. Exactly. Ha 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 ha. It was a joke. I didn't like that joke very much. Don't make me come in there and kill you. Okay, I'll start up now. And now I spend an hour hearing, healing your drug. <laughs> go on. Go on. So, uh, uh, are we going to go rescue this person? Uh, not right now. Yeah, well, fair enough. Okay, now I'm going to try to heal myself again, and I fail on myself again, and I move on to Gerdrug again. Well, how does that work uh, for Gerdrug? I'm only down three. So oh, I'm not going to worry about Gerdrug then. I'm going to move on to... You heal me for 30, dude. <laughs> Who else? It's healing. Luke, in your handling yourself, it appears. <sighs> I hurt myself. Does Kix need some healing? Your healing scares me. I don't know if I want to be healed by you. I failed on myself twice and just... Oh, I can't heal. I never took that... I, I never took that feat. I can't heal. Oh, you. yeah, I should do two on kicks. I'll do two on yeah, kicks. Yeah, you gotta handle kicks. I, I can handle Gerdrug. You did take that feat, right, David? David I, have, I had it from level one. I thought so, All right. but I wanted to check. Kicks, I heal you three. Ugh. How much time are we talking right now? Mine's been an hour and 20 minutes. I mean, honestly, we have a walk back to the Theater of Sin, don't we? Like, why don't we just... Why don't we just go back yeah. to the... I feel like I'd be safe. Like, I'd feel safer healing there than here. Like, a walk back yeah, shouldn't be I'm that saying. crazy. We're going to yeah, be like... We want to heal up before we leave and before we loot and everything. Because right. we're, we're hurt. Let's, let's take the first hour 20. Heal up a little. Hour 20. Um, that means I do have another one that I can try on you, Gix. Then let's loot and get out of here. And maybe go check on this guy who is yelling at us. Gix, I succeed. You heal another nine this time. Okay. How long did your healing take, David? Uh, I spent an hour 20. I was just kind of going off of what you were doing. Okay. Okay, where'd this voice come from? Do we want to loot first? Yeah, particularly the oils of unlife. I'm, yeah, I'm hoping for something healing because I'm at 5 HP. Perception checks. I get a nat 20 with Sun Drinker for 28. Okay. So uh, you're just searching the bodies, the rooms. You're just giving me a generic quote everything. I, I got a nat twenty as well. Oh, you know what? Fine. Right, between that, we, we'll just we got we got two nat twenties. Tyler just <laughs> the room is switched everything. Let me go ahead and just start throwing loot at you then. Um, oh yeah, that's exactly you. what I want. <laughs> that's what you were looking for. Two nat twenties will do that for you right now. This, this, what's three nat twenties do? He makes up new loot for us to find. (laughs) Don't make me commit to anything, please. Because it's on recording, and I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, so first things first, uh, we've got Tasena, the ghoul who was the the messenger that went to get the alchemist, is a rusty iron key. Uh, Probably goes to that jail cell that that dude Probably goes to that jail cell. Pescahi is completely out of alchemist stuff. Uh, he does have a bracelet of dashing, a formula book, alchemist tools, two alchemical liquids, and something that looks like it's a, an alchemical stick of some kind. We've got so many alchemical things we need to identify. Uh, let's see. Who else have you killed? 
This guy, you killed this guy. Oh, they're not wearing anything. I mean, like everybody. Amaros and the other guy, Hasmir, I think it is, uh, are each carrying a club, a sling, and studded leather armor, if you care about any of that. Any of it magical? Not at all. Leave it away? Okay. I figured with the clubs, there's not much to talk about with the clubs. What's studded leather worth? That's only like 10 silver, right? It's like a gold. I think it's three gold, actually. Let me double check. Not enough to... Six, actually. Six gold. Oh, the Dirge Piper had a... I don't know if this is magical. It is magical. Yes, they had a pipe. That plays music? It's a magical flute. Okay. Now, how else was he piping? I'm interested in it. Well... I was flavoring it as through like through flaps of skin and rotting yes, magic orifices, zombie flaps, which I find much more entertaining than a flu. I do too. Like, just imagine he's got like different openings in his yes. trachea, and he's just going like this. Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's the way to do it. That, that's see, that's that's why we went with that. But I can't not give you something that's worth sixty gold. So we. Especially since we all just bought all those striking runes. Right. Which, I don't know if the adventurer assumed you were going to do. Probably not. Should have. It's like, okay, we saved up all our money. Time to dump it all into three runes. Dump it into damage. Yep. I mean, it was... Certainly should have known we would do it. It was a smart idea, really. It is. It's the best way. If we hadn't had those, we would not have survived that fight. No, we had to be pumping up that damage. That is actually a really good point. If we didn't have oil. That is a really good point. That if we didn't have those runes, we wouldn't have survived that fight. Runes? Because we were failing to hit so frequently well, when we actually did hit. Oh. Yeah. We needed that extra damage. Or those AoEs. It's like, what, an extra D6 yeah. for me? D, what, 12 for... Fucking uh, D12 for Ted. For yeah. Ted. In this room, that's it. That's all the loot. What about the other rooms? Because there's content in the other rooms, I'm going to need you to pick. Uh-oh. Well, where was the guy that was asking for So, spaghetti? The or... alchemist came yeah. from this room. If you zoom out, I've got ping. The shouting was coming from this door that's open right over here. Didn't he go in and out of that space? He did. The alchemist did go into this room. He left the door open. But when he went into that room, he went to go unlock the cage to let the dirge piper out. Yeah, he unlocked a bunch of cages, I felt like, but maybe not. No, he did that one. The other one, uh, the zombie brute busted down. Well, I mean, we're going to want to look through these rooms. I know that for sure. We'll do it on our way to go let out maybe this prisoner guy. So which room first? I would like to go to the one to the left, to the south southwest. And we're looking at the one where the alchemist came out of. Yes, because I feel like there's going to be the most chance to have expensive things in there. So both of these uh, openings are tucked behind the catwalk. Uh, so you're walking past the brewery and all the, the barrels here. You get back to this room, and this room has gruesomely detailed images of dissected humanoids and animals that cover several workbenches and adorn nearly every inch of the walls of this cramped room. A few old grain sacks cover something lumpy in the southwest corner. I pick up the grain sacks and check out the lumpy thing. 
Uh, they're bodies. Okay. Bodies in multiple states of decay and... Uh, yeah, I specifically searched for traces of the poison that we're after. Okay, go ahead and give me... various pieces of it. Give me a... Um, you have crafting? Oh, gosh, no. Then give me a, a perception check. I have Sundrinker with me as well. Just in case. 19. So you don't find any traces of any poisons here. What you do find is that all of these drawings are just, you know, they're morbid and they're gruesome, and that's just what happens. Yeah, they're just scientific. This ain't some Zankuthan shit. This is just scientific, right? You're absolutely right. Each one of these is a diagram of an autopsy where a deceased creature shows different signs of what look to be like mortifications, poisoning maybe, disease. And at the bottom left corner of each one of the drawings is a letter and numbering sequence, like E32 or B16. This has gotta be this has gotta be the guy who is making the poison and this is him testing it and shit. Uh I need somebody who can understand it. Whoever's got crafting, I call my friends in. I explain my hypothesis and ask any of my compatriots if they have a good idea about crafting and stuff on what might be going on here. I try to decipher things with the sixteen. Kurdrug will get a twenty-four. Gerdrug with a 24, you can absolutely determine that these are different formulas of some poison. There are no notes as to what each of the letters and numbers may mean, but they are clearly of a research nature. Gerdrug would like to know more if possible. He's going to I mean he's going to keep these and study them uh, cuz Gerdrug actually has alchemical crafting. And all four of his alchemy things are poisons. Nice. Yeah, we should take this shit with us for sure. You should take a look at the formula book that's in the loot then. Formula for plot poisons. I've got a spear frog, arsenic, giant centipede. Oh, and then a cheetah's elixir, I guess I do. Because there wasn't enough level one poisons. So in the formula book, you're going to have formulas for acid flask, frost vial antidote and smokestick the rest are filled with all available one through third level poisons damn what one through third damn one through third common common your time in here it's pretty easy to see the door just kind of slowly closes a little bit you can see on the back side of the door pinned under a the scalpel is a note And in common, the note says, something grows within. It hungers. It spawns. Must clear it out before it runs out of spoiled brew. And there's a sketch. The sketch depicts a brewing vat, much like the ones that are outside this room, but bulging at the seams with mold and seepage. That's both gross and concerning. (laughs) Uh, that is what you find here. Anything three-fingered uh, hand or whatever related? Not necessarily. No. Hmm. No. No red cloaks. No, you know, embroidery on anything. It's very literally just this ghoul's little private sanctum. I'll go check out this room to the right. 
Let's go make a new best friend. As you go into that room, the door is just left open. In this room, planks are laid across barrels, and they form a pair of tables set into alcoves in the north and the south walls. They're slick with gore, and partially dissected human, human corpse is spread atop of each. A viscera-filled bucket sits on the floor next to each table. I'm not sure partially is the right word for what (laughs) (laughs) is thoroughly dissected. (laughs) It's pretty thoroughly dissected. Uh, As you're all walking into the room, you notice that there's an open cell door just to the east side. As you're walking through, Gerdrug, you move forward and you see who is calling out. Who are you? I'm just going to give you a quick description here because he kind of just looks taken aback as you enter his field of vision. He's got a comb over. He's a husk zombie, a, a male human husk zombie. But he's got this comb over. He's wearing a very finely tailored yet very dirty clothing. He has a fountain pen behind his ear. He he's a nerd behind his ear. Although likely they would have taken that away. Gerdrug says, who are you? And he looks at you and he says, who are you? And as soon as that happens, the two corpses on the tables begin to stir. And I need everyone to roll for initiative. Sure hope you guys healed. I said, let's just leave. Let's just go. I'd like to point out for everybody listening, because there's no way they, they can see this, but anytime I, like, get tokens on, uh, you know, I unpause the game and I let everybody get moving, I'm like, okay, where's everybody positioning? All right, you know, Lucan and Sundrinker are up here, Arius is up here, Gerdreg's up front scouting. Where's Kix? Where the hell? You were constantly one room behind the party. <laughs> yeah, it's totally by design. Uh-huh. <laughs> Ready to escape at all times. I know nobody gets to like hear that, but uh, <laughs> Kicks is constantly like survival mode. It's great, and yet okay. also like constantly the first person in initiative. <laughs> you do roll really well initiative. Oh, good. One of them gets in that twenty for initiative. Just starting this out right, huh? But yet still doesn't go first. Still Actually, can't goes get fourth. <laughs> goes fourth even with an at twenty. Wow, amazing. So, we've got these two zombies who are, you know, partially dissected, as I mentioned before, and they do look like they have, like, necrotizing organs and effects from poisons. And they begin to stir, and they start sitting up. But, somehow, not even in the same room, kicks, is the start of round one. Always ready. Preternatural sense of danger. <laughs> Kix is so in tune with danger that he can feel this happening from another room away. We're also tied, so I mean, if he doesn't want to go, I could go. Oh, that's true. Gertrude did tie. Well, that's too bad. It looks like I'm on the top. <laughs> what are you guys doing? Whoa, zombies. Whoa, zombies. <laughs> oh, God. Whoa, zombies. I am the new moonlight. I cast telekinetic books. <laughs> and there's plenty well, of in, instruments of I was uh, gonna say yeah find something slash torture pl- here plus side here there's tons of items here you've got torture implements of all kinds bone saws wood How saws about a 28 
A 28 is a critical hit. Thank you, God. 18 damage. Very low rolls. That wasn't a critical, was it? I mean, he can hit double. I hit the double button and add an additional 10 points of damage. Holy crackers! As a rusty blade slices one of the zombies as they're beginning to sit up. Got one badly injured already. Gerdrug, it's your turn. I don't know. Can I do some sort of acrobatics tumble thing to get like up on top of this and behind? I'll allow it. You're going to need a balance check. I specifically want to try to tumble through. Mm. They're both acrobatics, though, so... It's true. 23? 23. That is a success. I believe that is a critical success. It is. It is a critical success. So is that my balance or my tumble through? That would be your tumble through. Then I need a balance. Just straight up acrobatics. Uh, 27? Yeah, you're fine. Gerdrug is in fact a ghost. Yeah. Balance? I just kind of hover here. (laughs) Uh, 25. A 25 is a critical hit. Uh, 26 damage. Well, it does take critical and precision. And the slashing slashing adds 10. So that is 36 damage. It is still up. Well, it hasn't really fully gotten up yet, but you you know what I mean. Um, can the next attack? Okay, so can you make it unflat-footed now? Yes. Because it's just the next attack that's flat-footed. Oh, yep, yep. I'll attack it again and get a sixteen. That hits. We'll deal it. Oh, Ooh, nice rolls. <laughs> that max max, max damage. Not a sneak attack, but still max. 26 damage. You basically get up on there. This this zombie hasn't even fully stood up yet. And you just caught all those right spots. Dead. Destroyed. Ah, now that's what I'm talking about. That takes us to Arius. It's your turn. Arius has 5 HP and doesn't give a flying fuck. Moves right up to the guy (laughs) and takes a swing. (laughs) 24 to hit. That's a critical hit. I mean, that one's already almost dead, isn't it? Oh my yeah. god, that's 40, Thir- 12. Uh, 31 damage. <laughs> which turns into 41. Uh, I mean, it only had 22 HP left, so you killed it twice over, basically. I slash it again for my third action. <laughs> to good measure. Just like decapitate it. Even more dissected. You cut, and with a clatter, you cut right through the two boards that are just laying atop these barrels with just tools laying, clattering all over the ground. Fuck, I'm tired. That's 5 HP. <laughs> After that long ass fight, too. Looking right in between these two fucking zombies with my 14 AC and 11 HP. Everybody went before me. It was like, ha, 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 ha. Thank you all for killing them. Goodness gracious. Uh, hello? What, what, what Shut happened? the fuck up. We just got attacked by zombies. Again. My dead heart is racing, if that's even possible. It's like ghost thumping. Like, I mean, like when you like lose an, a limb. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Phantom, phantom, phantom thumping. Thumps. Phantom, <laughs> <thumping>. phantom <laughs> racing. 
Get a phantom heart sensation. <laughs> yeah, a phantom yeah. Uh, heart murmur. Phantom pulse. In situations like this, when I was alive, my heart would be racing right now. Yeah. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Hello, who are you? Shut the fuck up. Uh, you can't tell. ask him how he is and then tell him to shut the fuck up. I That's mean, what I just did. Uh, he <laughs> yeah. just did. Yeah, you can. <laughs> I'm not sure how to take that. My name is Semotget. Semotget. Okay. Why are you in the cage, Semotget? Why are we the only one not let out? Well, obviously, I have a brain of my own. I am being kept prisoner here. I'm not some mindless drivel. Why? What do you know? What did you see? Your, your attitude is displeasant, but I'm not in a situation to really... Uh, yes, I'm no, sorry. No, you absolutely are not, no. I say, and roll an intimidate check. God damn it! I'm using my goddamn hero point. God damn it! On a natural one. No, it makes sense. I'm too frazzled. It makes sense. I roll in one on my natural or natural one on my intimidation check. Yeah, I'm leaving it. It makes sense for the situation. I am Simmot Get, and I am a minister for the celebrants. A financial minister for the celebrants. I may not look it right now, but if you were to assist me, I could potentially put in a good word for you, provided your attitudes turn around. I am sorry. I'm sorry. Oh, God. Look, uh, I just, I just want to get out of the damn cage. Can I kill him? What, 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 what are your feelings on, uh, on Zankathan? Oh, Zankuth. No, he's a celebrant. He's a he's a worshiper of Urgothoa. I I didn't, I didn't ask about Urgothoa, did I? True. That's true. I do, I do, I don't know. I I am a husk zombie. I I really don't have the. You said you had your own brain. Well, I don't really have much of the capacity for pain, as it were. And I don't see the point, to be honest with you. Kuthites freak me out. All right, you can come out. <laughs> oh, that was it? Oh, good. <laughs> no one answered. Can I kill him yet? I'm not going to stop you. You guys have murdered everyone else. Could you <laughs> Could you not? Please? I. Uh, whoever got the key. <laughs> Just include it is in the party. So who, whoever, whoever wants to open it. It doesn't really matter open. whoever wants to open it. Sun opens the cage as the schlepper. Uh, thank, thank you. You're welcome. Oh, be careful. Right. Th- thank you. Um, well... But why Why did he lock you up? See, I've come from Mechatar to investigate some recent financial concerns with the economy at Greater. The cost of food has been rising steadily in small increments, but uh, doesn't quite make sense. Most farms are operating at optimal capacity... Uh, except for that one that was poisoned. Sorry, what? Po- poisoned food? The food The food supply? Uh, yeah. Have the quick been dying in Great Urge? From, from the poisoned food? Have I been in here that long? I don't, I don't think so. Is that what this ghoul has been doing? It is what we suspect, at least. Tell us everything you know. Well, I truly just came to investigate... Well, really, I came here because my brother, well, he owned the Crooked Coffin. I held up one of the cloaks. 
have you ever seen this symbol before? I've seen it several times in my time here. I certainly saw it from the bouncers who were inside the tavern. Super obvious. It didn't take me very long to realize that something was amiss. When I stated my name and my affiliations, they immediately took me and threw me in here. I didn't see any bouncers with this on. Do you guys? Not yet. Well, they took me and they threw me back here. I've seen this ghoul performing on, well, whatever it was that you just loudly destroyed. Uh, I'm sorry, was it supposed to be quiet? No, no, please, I'm not arguing or, or questioning your methods in any way. No, no, I just... Did you... Did you kill the blackhead woman? Uh, I look at Lucan. Uh, blackhead woman? She's... Well, uh, sort of hard to miss. She's pale of skin. A human. Uh, she's living, I believe. It's difficult to tell. Um, but she has... Uh, her middle finger is missing, severed, on her left hand. Impossible to miss. Hmm. Don't recognize that description. No. Oh. Okay. If you were to ask me, she seems to be the one that's running this operation. Three fingers would make sense. She does have three fingers. And I don't understand. What does that mean? It goes with this symbol. Oh. I hold up the three-fingered cloak again. <laughs> oh. I suppose they must be operatives. Her operatives? Did she have a name? Kepgada. Uh, I've heard that name before. She does, in fact, have another prisoner in her chambers to the north. I think, perhaps, she's being kept alive for, I'm not sure, reasons. I believe I'm some sort of bargaining chip if things go awry. Well, here's what you're going to do. Are you familiar with Blood Lord Hadley? Of course I am. You're going to go from here. You're going to go see Blood Lord Hadley. You're going to tell her everything that happened to you and everything you know. She's going to make you feel all better. And then you can go about your business. But go see her first. He looks down at his clothing and he says, I'm so... Can I clean up first? Yes, I suppose you'd best. Thank you. Otherwise, they'll take you for random shamblers <laughs> on Haldoli's estate. Who wouldn't want no, that at all? That'd be terrible, wouldn't it? <laughs> if I could sweat, my forehead would be soaked. She terrifies me. <laughs> she is very scary, but also the person who sent us. Uh, uh, so... I had to check in with her my way in. Oh, blood lords always give me the... The heebie-jeebies. No. <laughs> the quick said it right. Yes. Very astute, that kicks. Careful, it'll make your brain explode. I... Um... Anyway, I say and wink at kicks. <laughs> like, like I've just seen it. Them. <laughs> I've seen it. Um, yeah, I uh, appreciate your your assistance, and I shall do just that. Is there? Is it safe just to exit right now? As safe as it's going to be, I suppose. I guess if you go out the way we came. Okay. Yes, follow the stream of corpses. Yeah, yeah. There's a couple. <laughs> I, I guess uh, then. Best of luck confronting Kepgeta. So, you think she's in here somewhere? I think she's off, and he points off to the to the uh, east. 
the rooms, the section of the brewery you have yet to explore. Uh, I would be very careful. The ghoul that would come and operate in here was very concerned about what was in the, the vats to outside those doors, and they look... I hear strange things coming from them. Be careful. Ugh, sounds like oozes. Yeah, and then does. cue a montage of uh, Samot Get stepping over the like brutalized corpses. He's trying not to step in any of the blood, and it's you could see the horror on his face increases as he comes across each of the uh, you know pile of bodies. He does get to where Pesgahi, the poisoner, that's the alchemist, and uh, I don't can't really spit on him. He just kicks him in his face. And then walks out the door. So we're leaving, right? Please say we're leaving. I mean, she could get away. I could die. Uh, you, you already did. Again. More permanently. Yeah, I don't think we can leave. Well, then we gotta take a bunch more time to heal up. Yeah. Can we didn't find a single oil of unlife in here. Look, that's kind of a given. I'm gonna go Not a single one. Treat my wounds. Yeah, me too. I guess I'll be on lookout, hiding in a corner. At this point, let's go ahead and have you guys place yourself on the maps where you're doing the treating of the wounds. And Gerdra, give me a perception check. So, nat 20 for 27. And I was going to like also try to stealth. Oh, yeah, go ahead and throw that up too. Hide in a corner and watch out. 19. Okay. So not great, but we'll see each other. Yeah, all right. So with that uh, nat 20 and the perception and uh, the place you've chosen to kind of, you know, stake up. Kind of like try to hide myself with the uh, dead bodies. Oh, just amongst the, the clatter of everything that's here. Mm-hmm. You're sitting and listening and you hear, you know, your party members healing up behind you. You do begin to hear some gurgling and churning coming from this room to the east how long before I start to hear that not very long and it's just minor stuff little bumps and knocks like uh, one of the pipes because there's a whole pipe system connecting the vats on the west room the main brewery floor where the catwalks are going all the way over to here and those pipes might shudder here and there or you might see what looks like mold or mildew coming from between the cracks of the barrels move. Can you remind me what that note said? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Because now that I can see more of that other room and that guy had mentioned some weird stuff being over there, I'm wondering if that's what that note was talking about, is this green stuff over here. The note says, something grows within. It hungers. It spawns. Must clear it out before it runs out of spoiled brew. Oh, so it's like, whatever this stuff is, it's feeding on the brew, and when it runs out, it's going to start looking elsewhere for food. But I don't really know what else to do about it, so... That's the tricky part. We could just leave this room. Alright, so how are you guys just going to leave after that? I mean, if I if if Gerdrick says something about the shuddering and the sounds and movement, I'm just gonna be like, yeah, I'm just gonna go treat ones in that other room. Yeah, let's go to a different place, and then close the door behind me. 
I will retreat back into the like alchemist room. Maybe the alchemist room. Yeah, close the door. So you make your way back to Pescahi's quarters. I'm gonna post up on the catwalk. Keep an eye out. Okay. Thanks, good drug. All right. Time for some more medicine checks. All right, go ahead and hit them. You're basically good where you're at. I'm going to have Gerdrug's uh, check carry over, and if anything occurs... Oh, thank God, a critical. I take an hour on this to get double. Nice. I fail on myself again. So we have at least one hour has passed, right? Yep. I fail on myself again. Just as a check-in, it's three in the morning. Second hour... I'll roll on myself again. Hey, I critically succeeded. I take the full hour. I heal 40. I critically succeed again. Thank God. Sounds like two hours. I think it was three. I think it's three to get to where... Because Ted, or uh, Arius failed his first two. Yeah, I just took another three hours. I can do kicks. Oh, you can do kicks during the third hour? Yep. Kicks, I succeed. You heal... Double five, so you heal ten. Thanks. Yeah. All right, it's about 5 a.m. That's the middle of the afternoon for us. All right, I'm feeling better. I'm ready to go fight some things, I guess. We have to. <laughs> if we gotta. These oozes and kept getta. Uh, what does it take to get rid of your wounded condition again? Treat wounds. Just succeeding on treat wounds. Yeah. Okay. I don't remember if it was like you have to be feel, whole, feel, uh, healed fully up or what. No, that's like bleed. All right, you guys ready to move forward? Yeah. As you make your way past the two cells, the one that Setmot Get was in and the one the Dirge Piper was in, you move to the east. Find yourself in a room where there are four wooden vats and they're stained from excessive leaks that have gone without repair. Mold and seepage crust their bulging seams. The distribution. That seepage again. The seepage and bulging seams. Uh, the dis- You guys just want to go a different way and not go by those? The distribution pipes leading between the vats and into the hall to the west look like they're about to burst from whatever is fermenting inside of them. A raised walkway wraps around the south and east walls of this room, though portion of the walkway nearest the vats is covered in mold. I hate it. I hate everything about it. Moment, I'm really glad I don't touch the floor when I move. (laughs) (laughs) I ain't walking on that shit. Any fire we can throw on it? See if we can just like burn it away? Just burn it. Burn it all. I checked the alchemist for alchemist fires. No, he said he used them all. He used every single one of his bombs kiting you guys. You guys just want to go through the door up next to and see what's over here? Yeah. That sounds way better. So where are you going? What are you doing? Back out. Not near those fucking things. Go to the door where some of the zombies busted out of. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. You can check and you can see that there are the cages where the zombies broke out have two sides. The one that was busted down and then one on the other side of the pen. So everybody walking into that pen then, I would assume? Yeah. The grate on the other side, or the gate on the other side of this room, is in fact locked. But the bars are spaced pretty widely apart, and the padlock is evident on the other side. However, as you get close to the gates, you notice there is, in a room to the north, uh, this low growling that you hear. 
and you see the edge of what looks to be a pack of wolves or dogs hunching over something in the corner, something bloody and covered with a sheet in the northern corner of the room on the opposite side of this. Hey, dogs. Um, yeah, you guys should use, like, your cantrips or something and just kill those things. Killing dogs now? Yeah. I mean, we, we've done it before. <laughs> we were, like, what, episode We gotta three? get the dog killing in early so that people leave. Yeah, so people leave, yeah. yeah. Does everybody feel like they're positioned here? Yeah. Zombie dogs. What are you doing? Are you opening the iron gate? Right now, they're just all no. huddled around this something covered in a tarp. Do they look unfriendly? Well, it's hard to tell. I mean, they're facing away from you. They haven't noticed you. Bullshit. I try to call them over. Have you ever noticed a dog's perception check? It's very good. Well, it might make more sense as you get their attention and they turn around and the dog's flesh is rotting off. They're slavering at the mouth and they have milk-white dead eyes. And as soon as they see that there's something that's not just a bunch of zombies, they all get up and turn around and look and then the low growling starts that... And they start slowly plodding toward you and then they leap at the gate. Nice. And they bark and snarl and slaver in the whole nine yards. I start cutting them up through the gate. Yeah, Sundrigo will attack through the gate with reach and I'll use uh, electric arc. Can we just say they're dead? Instead of fighting six dogs? Yes. I mean, I see you, David. AC 13. They're negative one creatures. And they're on the other side of bar. So unless <laughs> they have a way to break through them, we will just kill them. Which they range. don't. They don't have a way to break through them. The zombie dogs. So they're mindless. Oh, little border collies. Yeah, they are little border collies. I didn't want to describe what breed the dog was for people, David. <laughs> well, the zombie border collies. They're very ugly. Let's just cut this out of the recording. We didn't, <laughs> yeah. we didn't, we didn't kill a bunch of dogs. This whole uh, thing didn't collies. even happen. Yeah. The there, whole thing there there is no never there. <laughs> what a zombie hounds. As long as you describe how you murder the dogs so that we can post it into outtakes. Graphically. So much electric arc. Just, I shock the shit out of them. I throw other dogs at dogs. I'm like, come here. I got a treat for you. And then I just stab them in the face with my fucking greatsword. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> do, you, do you hold kicks out? I've got a treat for you. <laughs> I hold up my fucking leg. I'm a, bo- I'm a fucking skeleton. I got a bone for you. Yeah, I, got a bone for I, can't, I can't. I don't know if they would want. A bone, or if they'd I think they would be there's, so there's much dogs. more interested in kicks. Okay, I chop off kicks leg and hold it out. Okay, <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That's that's what I was going for. <laughs> all right, all right. Now that we've you know off screen murdered a bunch of zombie dogs, you can't murder zombies. Destroyed. Fairly certain. I saw you guys do it just a couple hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you can reach around with the uh, the key that opened the grate. Oh, that I'm opened. very good at the reach around. Semot gets... Uh, it's nearly in my backstory. <laughs> oh, we'll get to it. Spencer will not allow us to flirt with each other. Mm-hmm. We can't. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> it's in the social contract, man. It's in the social, social contract. 
Tyler and David can't have virtual sex with each other during <laughs> D&D time. Because then it's just the, everyone just watching and it's weird. But then I gotta take my pants off. <laughs> virtual sex during D&D time. I mean, it's happened. I just took out my metal dice and rolled it at one of my D20, so I'm gonna put those away now. Ouch. <laughs> And uh, not roll those again for another six months. <laughs> Ted was trying to decide if he wanted to join in on this conversation, and he rolled in that one. And it's like, nope, nope. <laughs> not on the recording. Not good. So uh, you are able to get the other uh, great open without any issue. To the north, you see a room where there are scraps of flesh and torn cloth that just litter the floor of this room. The west wall has a sturdy wooden door and there's a large sheet stained with blood and pus that covers a bulky object in the northeast corner. Uh, like piles of dis- disgusting shit. <laughs> just disgusting ten shit. feet away Sundrinker like ugh pulls the sheet back. Okay, so, real quick, I had to get this out because I don't. I know we glossed over the dogs, but there's something about the dogs that I forgot. They do have red kerchiefs tied around their necks with the three-fingered hand stitched on them. A little tiny one, but it's still there. Of course they do. It's almost adorable. Almost. Anyways, okay, so, uh, you're pulling the sheet off? Yes. As you pull the sheet off, this like meaty wet moist thud happens as a giant hand like we're talking like it would be like Argoon if Argoon were a large sized creature except for it only has three fingers one of them has been cut off and even after you move the sheet and the slight disturbance you know makes the meaty thud you see it doesn't move afterwards it certainly seems to be inert flesh. Somebody killed the lady already? And enlarged her hand? I chop off one of the fingers. Wait, what fingers are they? I think he says the middle finger missing. Okay, that'd be four fingers left over. Thumb doesn't count. Because the thumb's not a finger? I don't know. Thumb's a thumb. Uh, Don't they technically say it's not a finger or something like that? or some? It's still a phalange, isn't it? I chop off the ring finger so it's like devil horns. Hell yeah. <laughs> and then I stand it up in the corner. It's so metal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Ted took hero point because my timer went off and I really liked that. Okay. Chewing the scenery, if you will. There's a heavy, very heavy door with a big lock with complicated ironwork wrought into it on the west end of this room. To the south, the vats are pretty clearly present. Uh, However, as you walk out, you can see that there is another room right in front of the vats. Do we have any good way of dealing with those vats or possible metagaming oozes? Die. Just die. You could die? I'm confused. I think we would just die. Do we just go through this door here? Let's just go to the north. and go th- There's a door? There's a door to the north, yeah. Oh, thank God. So not going down by those things. 
No, no. I yet. hate those things. We'll save them for last or come back. I don't know. I'm fairly certain if we go up a bunch uh, against a bunch of oozes, we're just gonna die. Or at least I'm gonna feel like I'm gonna. I want to die. So uh, perception check on this door. Seventeen. You don't find any traps, no triggers or anything like that. But there is a big lock on this door. I uh, try to unlock said lock. Okay. Now, uh, Arius and Sundrinker, give me perception checks because you're closest to Gerdrug as he's inspecting the lock. Uh, 15. 20. Sundrinker can hear beyond this wooden door screams. Like screams layered on top of screams. And just all just faintly behind the door. I hear screams. Like good screams or bad screams? I do not yet understand the difference. I'll let you know later. Yeah, there, there, there honestly isn't much of a difference. I mean, there's like sexual screams, which are the bad screams, and there's like torture screams that are the good screams. <laughs> no, don't listen to him, Sandrika. That is absolutely incorrect. No, I'm fairly certain that's correct. I will meditate on this. Gerdrug, do you move to pick the lock? Um, so he mentions that there's some screaming? Yes. I did. Uh, yeah, I'll also try to get the lock open. You get your picks out, get them open, and your picks touch the lock, and Sundrinker hears the screams abruptly stop. The screams have stopped abruptly. Even suddenly, maybe? Suddenly. Anyway, let's go through the door. So can I still pick the lock, or does something happen? Yeah, no, 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 that was it. I just wanted to make oh. sure you're good to move. You know, everybody stops after the announcement happens. Apparently I'm a little shaken. I get a 13 with a 2 on the die. Uh, that is a failure. I get a 21. Uh, second attempt. Second attempt is also a failure. And actually, the 13 was a critical failure that broke your first pick. Well, now you tell me. Get wrecked. After the second attempt of the thievery, uh, Sundrinker, the screams resume. I stop informing people. It seems irrelevant. Then, Gerdrug, this is an average lock. 21 doesn't do it. 23 doesn't do it. So you're probably going to need some 25s. Or 24. Not stealth. Thievery. I mean, yeah. 29? 29's a success. Jesus. 15 breaks a pick. You've now gotten, you've broken two picks and you've got one tumbler in. There's at least three more tumblers that you need to lock into place before you can open this. Uh, maybe somebody just break this thing down. What's the door made of? Heavy wooden door. I start hacking at it. Fuck Chunk. hardness. I got a striking room, ditch. Chunk. <laughs> What's your average average damage on a hit? Uh, let's see, it'd be what, um, a six and a seven plus four, so 17 would be average. 17 would be average? Yeah. It would take you about six good big swings to hack through this door to make it broken. 
And you can either continue to hack at it at that point or try to force it open while it's broken. I break down the door with just hacking at it. Once it's broken, can I like see through it at all? Is it like a even like a pinhole that I can look through? Absolutely. Yes. Once it's broken, you can you can see through the door. And just for as Arius is just hacking through the door, six rounds is what you get before you know the first good like chunk of the door goes through in this like foot long gash that's been getting hacked into it. You can clearly see through it. And as it opens up, that scream is no longer just. something Sundrinker can hear. The scream is something that everyone can now hear without a perception check, and it's loud as it's coming through this door, which seems to have been soundproofed to a degree. As you open the door, you can see that there are, like, beaded curtains that line the room. It Maybe, you think, you can't see the whole space of the room. On a closer look, it doesn't take much. They're Bits of bone, teeth, and other, like, morbid bone shapes just strung in beads. There are also at least one body that you can see, maybe more off to the south, just dead bodies lining the floor along the edge of the room. But the one of the most interesting features of the room is that there's this thick, billowy white fog. That's, like, six, six inches of it just roiling on the floor. And even as uh, you get the door start, you know, you get it broken, it begins to seep from the bottom of the door into the room that you're in here now as well. Hey, anybody in there? Just screams. I scream. Hey, anybody (laughs) in there? (laughs) You get to scream louder than the screams, right? You do for a moment. No response. I mean, except for the screams, obviously. Guys, I don't know if I don't know if anybody's in there. All right, fuck it, let's go in. Card drug kicks, boats. You guys just want to go in, or we fuck off. I'm less worried about screams than I am oozes. Until we find out it's a haunt. An ooze haunt. The worst thing there could possibly be. Honestly, yeah, that would be an like ooze haunt would be pretty fucking thing. bad. That would be yeah. the worst. I don't know how you would implement it, but if you could figure it out, that's just nightmare stacked on nightmare. So yes, I'm breaking down the door. Are we going in, guys? Yeah, let's just do this. Well, it's either that or we leave. I break down the door. Everybody makes you make your way into the room after you know the wooden splinters from the broken door uh, are all inside the entry of this room. But in here, curtains of beaded finger bones and teeth adorn the walls of this chamber. Numerous corpses lie along the walls of the room, and another human figure slumps in an alcove to the south, imprisoned behind iron bars. An enormous iron cauldron, caked with burnt flesh bubbles and hisses at the center of the chamber, spewing bone-white fog that roils along the floor. Shapes like human faces occasionally push from the burnt flesh on the sides of the cauldron, opening their gapped-toothed mouths with an unceasing litany of screams. Cool. Yeah, not weird at all. Arya steps into the room. I start moving to the north. Do I see where the screaming's coming from? It's coming from the cauldron. You know, the one with the burnt flesh on the sides, with the faces pushing out. 
of them magic on it screaming religion religion check will that do anything for me super magic super magic yeah do you want like a religion check as everyone's kind of coming into the room here and the 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 screaming is just it's ear piercing and it's not consistent it's just a little maddening as arius and sun drinker and luke can walk in the screams increase in intensity, and a torrent of phantasmal three-fingered hands with iron claws spews from the cauldron to assail creatures. And they lash out towards Arius, Sundrinker, and Lucan. And I need everyone to roll for initiative. Dun, dun, I dun! I need a will save from... The three of you. In this case, I was totally with kicks. Uh, I'm hanging out outside until <laughs> something happens. I hear a point mine. I rolled a three. I don't feel like critically failing. Uh, yeah, so I got a 15. Did I get Lucan and Sundrinker as well? Well, we're only affected by it once. You both, you have to say you both roll though. Because you take the lowest of. Yeah, I take the lowest. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just AOEs. Is this considered? It's anything that's affecting both of us. And this is technically an AOE. What are the results we got here? Lucan, you got... All fails. All fails. So failure from Lucan and Arius. Those are the ones that matter. You both are now frightened too. Or I should say Sundrinker and Lucan are frightened too, right? Yeah. Okay. You are flat-footed... So long as you remain frightened. Man, the backstabbing I could do on you guys right now. (laughs) (laughs) All the sneak attacks. We've got the Screaming Cauldron, Arius, Sundrinker, and Lucan have these phantasmal three-fingered hands just clutching their torsos or, you know, their stems or what have you. Gerdrug, you see all of that from out just outside the door. You start us off at the top of round one. I don't know that I want to go into that room. Uh, is there anything to kill in there? Yes, just us. Yeah, the cold room. Yes, us. You want me to kill you? No, I just think we're the only ones in here who are going to die. Hmm, well, would have been a lot easier just to kill you. Probably more pleasant, too. This is quite unpleasant. Oh, hey, I couldn't even see the cauldron. Hey, apparently, I get right next to the cauldron. You didn't see the cauldron? He was outside no, the room. I was outside the room. I could oh. not see the cauldron. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Yeah, that's so the cauldron. So I just kind of moved 30 feet, and it ended up being right next to the cauldron. Yes. Yes, you are. Um, Some sort of knowledge check? If Crafting, you would maybe? like, you can make an occultism or a religion check. Did any of our religion checks before do anything for us? You don't really have time to actually spend actions to make them. Occultism it is. 23. This is some sort of... There's a lot of... I love hearing you just try to... You're like, there's just... Find your words. Find your words. Well, you see... (laughs) You see, it's a... Here's where I'm getting stuck. I've found so far with this AP that I'm using a lot of the same descriptive words. uh, Because there's only so many ways to describe 
you know, bones, bones and viscera and you know, seepage and shit. Have you have you thought about pulling up like a thesaurus website next to you and just like I have. It just takes too long to search through it. The burnt flesh that is on the outside of this cauldron and all the faces that are pushing out of it and the the just occult energy emanating from this thing is certainly a lot of lives have been used in this cauldron and it's apparent and it's changed this thing uh, there's some sort of bubbling brew that's going on in there right now but you could attempt to ward off against its effects by like disabling it you have more occult checks there you could maybe try to tip the cauldron that sounds like athletics that ain't gonna happen and you also discover that uh, viewing what's happening to your party members and getting close to it and taking a little time to study it, you absolutely notice that it's going to do a lot of mental effects. Like, this is going to be something that's going to damage the psyche more than anything. Okay. Um, let's go that occultism route, because I can't, I can't physically push things over. <laughs> it's true. Go ahead and give me an occultist check. 19. A 19 is a failure. And those are all three of your actions. Those are all three of my actions. Uh, well, there's something to do with occult. Maybe one of you strong people can push it over. I don't know. <laughs> strong people. From outside the room, Kix is rolling <laughs> up his sleeves. Getting ready to walk in, boys. Uh, load my arms like Henry Cavill. Step aside, boys. Lucan. Fuck it. Tip it over, you said. Uh, can't say for sure what it's going to do, but yeah. Fine. Lucan leaves the room. Sundraker moves over and tries to tip it over. Give me an athletics check. Try and push it away from everybody. 23. A 23 is not quite a success. However, you can tell as as uh, Sundraker gets a tip on it, right? And some of the liquid that's in there starts sloshing out. Gerdrick, you can see that some of this occult energy is leaving it as some of that liquid is leaving it. That's my turn. Success, but not a success? Oh, you mean there's degrees of a success in this thing? It's kind yes. of crazy. Yeah, that would be like the first degree of success. As a free action, as Lucan goes back into the other room and sees kicks. Absolutely. Do not go in there. Yeah, but he's the one that's got the occultism check. I won't be responsible. <laughs> so I'm going to share something with you. And it's the, the cauldron art. But it's also, it's also somebody who appears in the room. A woman with the middle finger on her left hand severed at the base of the knuckle. Wearing tall leather boots, big black hair, and just pasty white. She's got some black makeup around her eyes that's like smeared on to give it like that real, real goth look, right? And she's just top to bottom, like she's got that mall goth look. It's definitely very Wednesday Adamsy. Kepgeta, the hag nailed, is what her creature name is. Absolutely love it. Those are some fingernails, damn. Those are some fingernails appears in the eastern side of the room as she casts a spell 
against Sundrinker. Need to give me a will save. Ugh. That's an 11. I think I'll use my hero point on that. Okay. Because that's pretty bad. I don't want to do that. I uh, get a 14. Failure, but at least not a critical failure. Okay. So Sundrinker is going to take six points of mental damage. And there's another effect, but you'll just have to find out what that is exactly. With her second and third actions, she fires a sickly green ray at Arius. Not of doing anything. But you're looking sick, bro. You were going to. Give me a fortitude save. After I attack you. Sorry, I actually have to attack you with this. Ray of enfeeblement here. 19. You are flat-footed and frightened, too. Fuck. 26 for the fortitude save? 26. That is a success. So, on Ray of Enfeeblement, on a success, you are enfeebled one. I have so many goddamn effects on me. Okay. And that is her turn. That takes us over to the cauldron. The cauldron is going to need everyone in the room to give me a will save. I hate this game. Uh, That was almost really bad. It was really bad. For Centrica, it was really bad. A critical failure. Gerdrug with a 21 succeeds. Arius with a 24 succeeds. 21. So little spectral three-fingered hands are crawling across the floor as the screams increase in intensity. You don't think that really could get much louder, but it does. It gets louder. And the spectral claws assail them. It is mental damage, though. Yeah, I don't think we get immunity to that. A creature that takes mental damage from this effect does not reduce their frightened value at the end of their next turn. Kicks. Me? It's your turn. I killed them all. Um, so I can just hear these screams, but that's about it. I haven't seen anything, right? Yeah, you're going to have to get a little closer. And as you get closer, you can certainly see spectral hands skittering across the floor. Your friends are being gripped by these three-fingered claws at the end of spectral phantasmal arms attached to this cauldron as you peek in. Why don't I see this woman? Uh, she's around the corner. Oh, she's around the corner. She, yeah, she's around the corner to the north. I see the cauldron, and I want it to stop. I make an occultism check. Fuck yeah. Well, the 31 damage. <laughs> Fuck yeah, that is a critical success. It turns off just by my knowledge. I, and it, it works so well for the psychic. Like, Kix just thinks about it. And then some occult energy starts starts leaving the, the cauldron. It decibel level on the screams lessens drastically. It's still screaming, and it looks like it's just teetering on the edge of being, you know... Purged, I suppose. So did I do it? There are degrees of success here. It's still active, but it's very close to not being active anymore. How many actions is disabling? Oh, uh, it's two actions. Oh, okay. Well, then yeah, I'm done. So you have. So then I, that is your turn then, actually. Yeah. yeah. And actually, I shouldn't have allowed Gerdrug's attempt to disable the other one before, even though you failed. So that's okay. Well, to be fair, you just asked me to do a skill check, not a disabled check. <laughs> yeah, sorry. It is a disabled device, the the action. And that takes us to the bottom of round one, Arius. It's your turn. Frightened, enfeebled, and flat-footed. Fuck it. I move up behind her and t- t- start attacking. You guys got that 
pot thing. I'm feeling kind of weak right now. <laughs> Fuck, that was almost a 19. Uh, 16 to hit. A 16 misses. Let's take another swing. Today I learned enfeebled and frightened don't stack for the attack bonus. That is correct. They're, they're both status bonuses. Yep. Or status negatives. I didn't know that. Neither did I when I cast Ray of Enfeeblement on you. <laughs> Interesting. Kind of nerfed myself on that one, to be honest. I mean, it still affects my damage. True. Uh, four. I assume it's a critical miss. My third action. Yeah, yeah, four is critical miss. So you move so behind move, her and swing. Move, swing, swing, miss both times. All right, then that takes us to the top of round two. Gurdrug, it's your turn. Yeah, I see something physical I can attack. I'm moving over there. Oh, attack the thing that can be attacked. Yep. Especially since Arius did all that work of getting into flanking for me. You're welcome. And I attack. 18, 28, flat-footed. 28 is a hit because of flanking. Critical, Critical hit, hit I should say. Critical hit. Roll that beautiful beaten footage. 32 oh, damage. Damn. Nice. That's a solid hit. You cut right across her gut. Oh, fuck yeah. How about a net 20? No, are you kidding <laughs> me? Hell yeah. Did you just double crit her? Double crit. Hell yeah. Uh, another 27 damage. Oh, my God. That's 59 damage in one turn. That's what happens when I get... I should stop concerning myself with your guys' survivability <laughs> going into things. Ugh. Man, that all depends on those rolls. So yeah, th- that's just straight luck. Two huge slices uh, like, like right said, across Gr- Capetta. Gurdruck saw something he could actually kill, so he he, he moved over. Whew. Man. All right. She screams, and it matches her Keating cauldron. Uh, and she turns to look at you, Gurdrug, and she scowls heavily. She's got just, like, anger in her eyes. Thundrinker. Kill her before she can move. Lucan. I look at her. Sundrinker looks at her. Looks at the cauldron. Free action speak. Kicks, should I kill her or tip over the cauldron? I got the cauldron. I'll do some more blowy up my shit. All right. And then Lucan from behind. God damn it, Kicks. I told you not to go in that. <laughs> Fuck. And I come in with action one. Oh, well, I guess move close enough to her to cast a spell. Action two and three will use act together. Or should I? Oh, maybe I shouldn't even do that. Maybe I should just let Sundricker go in and get the hit. That's probably the better idea. Sure, let's do that. One action, act together, and I will cast Boost Eidolon. And as a free action, I will use my focus point to cast one of my two focus points to cast extend boost and I have to make a nature check of 18 or better and I succeed in this 24 does it that means the boost on sub drinker is extended for extra rounds three rounds Sutton Drinker will take their action from Act Together to move up behind Gurdrug and kind of get in flanking. Wait, would I have like some kind of cover or something trying to attack through that? Yeah, so you would. Minus one. Minus one. Well, the, plus one to their AC, but yes. So it's still better because I get the flat. It's better too. by one. 
Better by one. Okay. Mm -hmm. We'll do that. We'll do a chain. Action three. We'll just attack. Did you say a, a, a chain or a train? Uh, I think I said chain, but I meant train. A flanking train. Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. One with reach through a buddy to an enemy with a buddy on the other side. Yep, yep. Yeah. Oh, God, and I'm so frightened. This is terrible. Goddamn. But I get a 25 to hit. That hits. And we will deal. Slashing, by the way. 17. Tyler's trying to decide how, how much to fib the health. <laughs> she had 16 HP. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and we killed and, her in the second and round. And we ruined Tyler's night. <laughs> and we broke Tyler. <laughs> Did he have fun with the witch? And then she didn't make it? I think it's more like he spent a bunch of time figuring out how she worked, and then she died. She, didn't she, she got up and feeblement on me, and ate some type of a hex on Sun Drinker. You all get hero points. It's fucking <laughs> solid tag. <laughs> and lucky rolls out of And flanking. And flanking. Way to go, guys. You didn't let him kill us, Good and now job. he's upset. I love it when he gets so upset. <laughs> He just completely derail his plans. There was a really good chance that that could have this this fight could have TPK'd you guys, except for Gerdrug fucking double crit on sneak attack, and that changed that real fucking fast. <laughs> Whoops! <laughs> Whatever was I thinking? How dare I let the dice tell the story? I know, right? So here's what I'm gonna do, because uh, there's other things that I was con more concerned about, and it was it was mostly like, all right, I kind of like layered out how much like discussion, you know, villain monologuing she was gonna do. What what monologue? Uh, it's none. Not, not what, the it's none. none is the answer. It just doesn't <laughs> exist anymore. So whatever information she had to tell you, it's just it's gone, gone forever. <laughs> I do enjoy that she just like pops out, casts a couple spells, thinking that you know we're we're preoccupied with the cauldron, and we're just, we all just fucking turned on her. Nope. Like fuck you, zip Get out of here. <laughs> Got over there real fast. <laughs> like, I mean, yeah. I mean, this is this is something. It was we also can like kill. I, 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 I was can kill. Say, yeah, it was also like we're all just like sitting here at this cauldron trying to fuck with it. We were like, wait something we can kill in here oh my god it's fleshy and living <laughs> go kill it <laughs> all right uh i'm gonna run us back in because technically we're still an initiative and it is the keening cauldron's turn it's gonna continue with its routine and this time it has so many victims i need everyone in the room to give me a will save i really dislike this 26 success even frightened too 19. Uh, Gerd Drug gets a 14 and a failure. Sundrinker failing specifically because of Frightened, too. Hey, hey. Yes. Which also means Lucan fails. Yeah. No, Lucan got a 23. Shouldn't their Frightened condition have been decreasing? Uh, Not no. Mine. If they take any damage from this routine, their frightened condition does not reduce on the end of their next turn. Oh, not at all. Not, not at all. Because a lot of those will be like, won't reduce below one or something. Below frightened like one. But this is, it won't reduce at all. Yeah, so the ones that are flat-footed, they can't reduce below one. If they get hit by this, then their frightened condition just stays wherever it's at. So for those of you who failed, take this mental damage. Eight. If you succeeded, you take half. If you took any damage, your frightened condition doesn't reduce at the end of your next turn. Good thing I don't have a frightened condition. Kicks, it's your turn. 
Mind powers! 22 mind powers? Uh, so, you know, Kick's just been having this staring match. This, like, psychic battle of wills with this fucking cauldron that's screaming at him. And you're focusing all of your attention on it. It stops screaming. Nice. And you you have successfully disabled Kepgeta's Keening Cauldron. I'm a better rogue than the rogue. Disabled things. As the cauldron stops screaming, the what was boiling looked like boiling human flesh is the best way to describe what was inside of the cauldron. It stops. A couple of fingers. Wait, wait. I'm sorry. It's Soylent Scream. Soylent Scream. Stop. I'm going to take away Hero Point for it. No! I'm going to give you one because you take notes, and that was good. But <laughs> I didn't like it. That was the point. Uh, so the, the what looks like the, the human sludge, it stops moving, and it goes still almost immediately. And then these fingers start peeking up through the surface of the sludge. There's four hands... And then the tops of skulls start rising out. No, they're not skulls. They're heads. They're severed heads. And these four hands crawl slowly out of the cauldron. And they slowly move with just that sludge dripping off of them as they crawl down the side of the cauldron. The two heads, as they get up out of the goop, they both in unison... Kep, get up! Kep get Nope, electric arc. I stab my sword into her head and and spin it ninety degrees. They start they start floating towards Kepgeta's corpse. Oof, brutal. So, so aside from the very brutal skull shattering that you just did, they continue towards Kepgeta's corpse. Start hacking it up. Okay, so we're gonna have actions here. Chopping up like a head of lettuce. <laughs> Cabbage. <laughs> I don't know. Just fucking diced. <laughs> Just dicing her up. Fuck. Attacked me with those bits. Goddamn ghosts. Guys, I think we entered the second phase of the boss battle. So, right after kicks, is one of the crawling hands. And it crawls over to Kepgeta's space. And it begins hoisting one of her legs. It's awkward because it's a severed hand. But it like crawls underneath one of her legs and then lifts up so that her shin is like on the bottom under it. And that's its turn. Then one of the severed heads goes. Severed head hovers over to Kepgeta's body. Floats down to it and begins gnawing on its neck. And just... (laughs) Arius, it's your turn. Start hacking the fucker up. The hand or the or Kepgeta's body? The hand. Hands, severed head. There's two both right now. We'll start with the head. Okay. Sixteen to hit. A sixteen hits. Eighteen damage. And you chop the top of the skull, the severed head, just clear off, exposing its brain, and it stops chewing on Kepgeta's neck. It falls to the ground next to her. I swing at the hand. Get a 14 to hit. 14 is a hit. 16 damage. You chop all the way through her leg to chop the crawling hand in in two. I take a swing at her body because there's no other enemies for me to fucking swing at. 
and just hack into it with my third action. All right. Takes us over to one of the other crawling hands. Crawls up to Kepketa's body and, like, starts trying to push her. Spends all of its actions pushing on Kepketa's body. I guess it could roll a 20 on an athletics check. 19's pretty good. <laughs> it's 24. He actually uh, gets a 24 to just push Kepketa's body and does. Pushes it towards the cauldron. That takes us to the top of round three. Gerdrug. Um, yeah, I'm going to hack at this hand. I I don't want it getting this thing into the cauldron. That seems bad. Um, get a 12. 12 hits? 8 damage. You s- slice it in half. Alright, um, 5 foot step, and I attack another one of the hands. Okay. Ty- Tyler's over there like, do religion checks, guys. No. <laughs> no. No. Uh, another 12 to hit. 12 is still a hit. Or 9 damage. Also slices it in half. That's my turn. That takes us to a crawling hand. The last crawling hand, I believe. Moves over to Kepketa's body. Tries pushing it. Fails with the first attempt on a 14. Fails on the second with a 2. Lucan, it's your turn. Alright, sure, sure, I'll play. Act together electric arc and uh let's just target one floating head left well there's the hands too right no they're both dead no there's one hand left oh that's you right there's, yeah sorry move. sorry that one hand and then the head my bad okay a hand and a head hand and a head reflex saves looks like we got a 22 and a 19 well those are both successes so they'll take half this damage so half of six three all right. That did not take them down, but took them both below half. <laughs> well, then I guess with Sundrinker's action, I guess the head will kill the head. Right. Sundrinker will attack the head, or at least attempt to. Slashing, I guess. Nat 20. Uh, yeah, critical. I think that's going to be a dead head. <laughs> this is a very dead head. 27 damage. Smashing it into little tiny bits of brain. And Is it grateful? <laughs> no. <laughs> Why would it be? <laughs> it's a joke. It's a band joke. Grateful Dead fans are called Deadheads. Oh, I'm sorry. No, I got the joke. It just wasn't oh. good. Oh, okay. It just, it just wasn't, wasn't a good one. Fucking negative one here, oh boy. You just, don't get one next session. Just, damn, man. That's that's harsh. It's rough. No, We're no, just, I, I I got it. I I, I got it. I, kind of, I understood. <laughs> I'm done. You know what? I guess I do still have a third action because that was just two actions with act together. Yeah. I guess I'll attack the hand too. Fuck it. Didn't you electric arc? I did. That's two actions. And then um, Sundrinker gets a single action from that act together. And then I still have a third action, which Sundrinker will use to attack with a multiple attack penalty. Yeah. I feel like a 10 AC. <laughs> oh, God. Another Helps crit. Helps if I roll a 19. Yeah. 22 Oops. is a crit. Critical. Oh, God. So dead. 38. Very, very dead. Squishy done. Bleh. Done for. Whoopsh, whoopsh. <laughs> That was uh, very interesting. That was very interesting. 
I wasn't sure how you guys were gonna take the coven. That was her coven? When you disable the, ca the cauldron and she is incapacitated or dead, they emerge from the cauldron and kill her if she's still alive. If she's already dead, then they drag her corpse into the cauldron and burn it until it's just charred bone. Weird. Why? Why? To enact their vengeance. Kepketa betrayed her coven and boiled them in this in this coven. Or in this cauldron. The coven of the cauldron. The old trick. Yep. Betrayed her coven and boiled them in the cauldron. They shouldn't have been so goddamn creepy. I thought, like, pulling her into the cauldron would, like, heal her or something. Yeah, I was thinking something like that, too. Knowing what happened made me think that, oh, yeah, they're, they're trying to, you know, finish the job. But from a player perspective, yeah, absolutely stop phase two from happening entirely right, yeah. if you can. Congratulations. You beat the book one boss. Wait, we're only level three. You are now level four. Let's say we're level four now. But I thought we'd be level five before the book was over. No. Really? Shit. So that's book one final boss? Book one final boss. We are finished with book one. Book one done. But we're not yet Bloodlords, which is a little disappointing. Almost as disappointing as that final combat was for poor Tyler. Will he get his revenge on us in book two? Find out next time as we continue Bloodlords. And until then, may you have many great adventures of your own. It's your turn.